Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Welcome to the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Today is part two of our two-part series. The last episode we talked about in terms of consumer expenditure survey that the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, uses to find out how much the average retiree, again, average, average, not median, average retiree uh, household spends in retirement into where that money is going. And remember, we talked about the bulk of their assets are going to housing, the bulk, by far and away, the biggest expense a retiree household has is to housing. It's, it's more than a third of the annual budget is going to housing for sure. Healthcare comes up a distant second once you hit 75 and above, but even before that, healthcare is in the third and fourth place as well behind transportation and food. Okay, so uh, the issue that everyone's so focused on healthcare is going to make everybody cat women, and uh, we're all going to you know eat cat food. Just it's, it's silly. I, I don't buy it for two seconds, and neither should you. Uh, I do think housing debt is the area that you need to focus on like crazy. That could make you eat uh, ramen noodles and cat food if you're not careful. In fact, the uh, the BLS or the study even said. It went up from, what, 28% to 42% people over 75 who have mortgage debt now. Or no, it's people over 65 who have mortgage debt. Uh, more than, I think it's like almost uh, almost half of the population uh, over the age of 65 carries mortgage debt. That's not good. So we want to reduce that. As, whatever we got to do, we got to reduce that for sure. Now, this one is interesting. I came across this article. This is uh, New Retirement. I'm not familiar with New Retirement. Uh, but I actually liked some of the stuff they did. I, I can't remember how I came, this came in my feed, I, I, but it's interesting, actually. And uh, and these guys show you um, where the income comes from for the average retiree. So we, you know, the BLS will show you how much the average retiree income is, how much they're spending. Uh, these guys are looking at studies uh, about where the income comes from. So, uh, duh, 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 duh. okay. Uh, no matter what the average retirement income data shows, one thing is for sure, many retirees today are living on remarkably little and many are sacrificing essentials to meet ends meet. I'm not quite sure I buy that, but oh, okay. according to Fidelity, here we go. <laughs> Fidelity, all right. Look, I don't have any problem with Fidelity. I just, I just chuckle. Yeah, they seem to be everywhere. They have a good marketing team, that's for sure. Uh, this or ask me to be everywhere. Okay. So basically what they're saying is, uh, this, let's see, according to Fidelity, people are saving more, investing more appropriately for their age, improving their overall state of retirement readiness. As a result of positive behavior, the number of people are likely to afford at least their essential expenses retirement jumped 7% from 38 to 45%. However, this means more than uh, half are estimated to be at risk of being unprepared to completely cover essential expenses in retirement, um, which includes right there housing. Now, Fidelity will have this, you know, the corollary to this about the healthcare that you need $208,000 in healthcare costs. Well, if we're going to use that as a number, then you're going to need $840,000, $840,000 uh, to be able to cover your housing. So I, I, that's why I, I just chuckle at those studies, because again, at some point, you're just going to say, so 
I'm, I'm so dead. There's nothing I can do. I will not have the financial resources. I might as well just go gamble and have fun. Um, but anyway, what I like again, but I do like this one. They do define the, define the difference between average and mean, and we want to use or the average and median. So we want to use the median, fifty or fifty percent or above, fifty percent or below. That's a better analysis than the mean or the average. The average just takes everybody and divides by the number of constituents, and that's the average. Whatever it is, we don't want average. We want the median. Half are above and half are below. That just says at the end of the day, not the average, but the halfway point is X. The average could be completely different than the halfway point. So we want to use the mean, uh, the median, excuse me. And so here's, we're looking, well, here, it gives an example. Uh, households aged 55 to 64, the mean, the average income was $90,000, where the median was 63,000 bucks. You can see that's $27,000 difference. It starts getting a little bit more squeezed. The median is 30,000 for 75 and older. Uh, the mean is 45, but at the end, they were just gonna focus on the median. So, and data summarized again, using the US Census Bureau current population survey from the BLS. Look at that, the BLS, my favorite go-to folks when it comes to retirement planning and just basic income for our average Americans. So where does most retirement income? So remember, the median 63,000 for ages 55 to 64. A lot of times that means because they're still working, my friends. All right, so I yeah, kind of take that with a grain of salt because you're still earning a paycheck. I do look at this a lot more, this one right here. This is typically the retiree. 47,000 is the median, and then 30,000 is the median for 75 and older. Where does that come from? Social security, 85% of the people age 65 and older get social security. The average income from social security is $1,360, okay? 63% of retirees rely on assets for retirement income. The median amount of asset income for households where either the household or spouse was age 65 and older was 1542. So let's stop for a second. I want to go over my little study sheet here. I said, okay, so if a married couple filing jointly, each person has a social security benefit of 1360. And I did 1360 times two, which is 2720. And I times that by 12 which is 32,640. Why am I getting that? Because husband and wife, Josh and Charlotte, if we each get 1360, that means we're getting 2720 on average for our monthly benefit. You times that by 12, that means our average annual benefit is 32,640. And there's a method to my madness here, my friend. So hang tight, hang tight. I know you're thinking, stop droning on about social security, get to the meat of it. Oh, I'm gonna. All right, so now we're gonna talk about 63% of retirees have retirement income, IRA distributions, whatnot. And if the average household, now that's not per person, that's per household, is 1542, well, 1542 times 12 is $18,480. So we got 32,000 from Social Security, 18,000 from retirement assets, and then, I'm not even going to use pensions. A mere 32% of the people have pensions, and this number is trending downward. I completely agree with that. If you have a pension, you want to still pay attention because this is going to hit you even more so, but we're going to discount that for right now. 23% of older Americans have work income, uh, according to AARP, and the median, again, 50 above, 50 below, is 25000 a year. Okay, and We're not going to use veterans' benefits either. So well, I want to go back to the tax foundation. So remember, we got, I'm just looking at my notes there, 32,000 from Social Security, 25,000 from uh, work income, and 18,480 from retirement assets. Okay, so that's just the median. 
That's the 50% threshold. That may or may not be you, but one half the population is right there. Um, or at least that is, you know, that's where the, the, the break-even point, not the break-even point, half the population is above that, half the population is below that. So let's go back to the tax foundation. Now, I did an uh, episode on this a couple of days ago. I love the tax foundation. And we're going to go to Tax Foundation 2018 Tax Reform Calculator, and we're going to create a custom scenario. Now, this again, this this video, not this video, but this website, this URL is for identifying how much you're to gain from the Tax Reform Act, the Tax the Tax and Jobs Act, Tax Cut and Jobs Act. That's what it was of 2017 uh, that President Trump signed in December, and it's very favorable to the CCGA for sure. But I, at this point, I don't care. I want to show you in terms of using the standard deduction, the sources of income, what this will mean to you from a tax perspective today. I don't really care much about previous to the TCGA. And the reason is that's yesterday's news. It's not going to affect you going forward. You already did your taxes for 2017. That's done. Pre-TCGA is behind you. Now it's just using this going forward. Now we could go back just real quick. As always, the tax cuts always have this 10-year sunset provision. So in 2026, I think is what it was, is when they're going to have to renew and say, hey, we got to redo this. I don't know where that's going to be. We'll worry about that. Now, at this stage, the TCGA is a tax code we're operating under. That's all that matters. So I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. So a married couple filing jointly. Remember, we got personal income of $25,000 for the median work-related income. So working at Walmart, maybe doing some consulting. I don't know what it is, but $25,000 is our median uh, personal income. We're gonna, I've got my calculator here. Just, I don't, I don't know where my T, the Texas Instruments was, so I'm just using my phone calculator, which drives me up the wall. So we have $25,000, plus we had $18,480 in Social Security distributions, all right, or, or IRA distributions. So we have $25,000 plus $18,480 in I, why do I keep doing that? $25,000 plus 18480 in IRA distributions. That gives us 43,000 of personal income, 43,480 of personal income. Then we got Social Security benefits. We already talked about that. Our Social Security benefits with 32,640, 32,640, oops, zero. So let's figure out what we're gonna show you here. Standard deduction. Again, even if you have a mortgage, and most more and more retirees do have carrying a mortgage into retirement, the likelihood of you having enough mortgage interest to take the standard deduction, to take an itemized deduction is minimal at this point. So most of you, the vast majority of you are going to have the standard deduction, which if you're over 65 is 26,600. Yes, you've been paying attention. I appreciate that. So your taxes, let me write this down. 3,000. Nine seventy-six and twenty cents, which is a pretty significant de decline from the previous tax law, which is wonderful. That's why I love the TCGA because the standard deductions have gone up so much. I'm a huge fan. Uh, but three nine seven six. Now remember, our total income between these things, we got thirty-two thousand of Social Security plus um, forty thirty-two thousand six four zero. So our total income is 76,120, my friends. Total pre-tax income, 76,120. All right, so and we're paying 4,000 in taxes. So I'm just writing this down so I can remember. All right, so now let's do this. 
Let's say we're going to reduce our personal income by 15,000. So that was, was that 28,000? 28,000. Instead, we're going to increase our Social Security by 15,000 to 47,000. Let's see what happens. Now, everything is the same. We just reduced our income, i.e. we work less, i.e. we have more time to spend with our wife, our husband, our grandkids because we're working less. Or maybe we took less in IRA distributions. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we've reduced our personal income and increased our Social Security benefit. How do you increase the Social Security benefit? You delay earnings until you're 70 years old. The gap on taking it early and then taking it later grows. It just yawns. It widens. It widens and widens. Not only do you get more money at 70, you get more money at 71 as relative to what you get if you took it early. You get a heck of a lot more money at 80, a heck of a lot more money at 85, a heck of a lot more money at 90 as well relative to if you took it at 62. Don't take it at 62. Unless you think you're going to die before you're 78 or if you're single, maybe if you're single, but if you think you're going to die before you're 78, maybe take it before uh, 70 years old. It depends on your spouse, though. If your spouse is going to survive you by a number of years, you got something to think about. But if you're single and you think you're going to die before you're 78 with good reason, not just because you say, oh, I'm going to kill myself because I don't want to be Alzheimer's. I hear that all the time. No, 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 no. That's not the right answer. If you have historical evidence that you're likely to die before you're 78, by all means, take Social Security early. If you have a surviving spouse, and especially if you're the higher breadwinner, I'd think long and hard before I took Social Security before I was seven years old, for sure. All right, so let's see what the tax is going to be. Are you ready? Are you ready? Drop to $1,500. That is a, uh, four, let's see, 39, so 39.76 minus 14.93. It dropped, oops. Oops, I keep doing it. 39.76 minus 14.93. Uh, it dropped by $2,400. $2,400, which is a, what's that, 40? No, oh, that's more than 40%. I mean, that's, well, I don't know what it is. I'll top my head. That's uh, 39 divided by 39.76. It dropped by 63%. That's a 63% tax reduction just by changing from where the income comes. All right. So now because I delayed taking Social Security until I'm 70, I can work less and I can net more once I hit 70. Yes, I did have to do something, which is take IRAs out, maybe work from uh, 65 till I 70 and all that. Absolutely. But now that I'm 70, I'm getting more and more and more money. I have the time to enjoy myself with my spouse, my kids and grandkids and pay a heck of a lot less taxes on there. That's a big deal. Take advantage of the options that the IRS, not the IRS, the Social Security Administration gives you. They won't inform you on this. They're just not going to do that. Take advantage of these things because the likelihood of you living beyond what you think you're going to is quite high. We know absolutely there's proof, 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 proof. If you are married, filing jointly and you hit 65, the likelihood that either you or your spouse living to your 90 is 50 percent and more which means we're not even talking 78 at this stage. We're talking 90 years old for one of y'all. And if you can coordinate your Social Security spousal benefits correctly, you're going to be in much, much, much better shape than if you just took your benefit at 62 just because that's what you think you're supposed to do. So I just want to point that out. From where your income 
is a big, big deal. If you can get income reduced uh, from your personal accounts, your IRA distributions, work income, and increase it on your Social Security, you're going to save a boatload in taxes, a huge amount. All right. Well, I hope this is helpful. I, I just think Social Security planning is such a critical thing. It's more than just break even. There's so much more than that. And you just got to got to understand that for sure. As you think about when to pull the trigger to take Social Security and frankly, when to pull the trigger and retire as well. All right. So as always, thumbs up. Let me know if you agree, disagree. Comments are always welcome on this stuff. Tax Foundation website is found. It's just fantastic. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll put a link to our um, our new retirement uh, folks here. And again, I'm not familiar who these guys are. Uh, but I like it. I like Kiplinger's, of course. That's my favorite. But I, this, these guys seem to be all right, for sure. Actually, who wrote this article? Um, they don't even have a byline, no editorial team. And it's from 2000, January 2017. So they updated 2018. But either way, uh, I, I, it's pretty good to look at. So uh, give it a look over. And if you have questions, let me know. Put them in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe. Go to heritagewealthplanning.com for the updated blog post that I do and take the retirement readiness quiz, the front page of heritagewealthplanning.com. It's right there. They'll say, are you ready to retire? Let's find out. And it's easy, free. Doesn't cost you a dime. Give it a shot and tell me what you think. See you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.